Okay. <laughs> Bienvenue à la maison. Welcome home. You're at home with Brittany Antoinette. And um, th- today's episode, five things real quick, y'all. <laughs> One, today's episode is brought to us by Heavenly Health and Wellness. If you have not checked out Heavenly Health and Wellness, they have amazing products, candles, bath salts, melts, all kinds of um great product like handmade products they are a black owned business and they are sponsored for uh, this episode today and I'm super excited for that make sure that you check the description box because there will be a link for you to check out their website um that's number one number two (laughs) today season five uh peace be still today is about parental peace finding peace as a parent and one of the owners of Heavenly Health and Wellness, my best friend since I was four years old, uh, Candace Harris was supposed to join us. We recorded our episode three times and it kept clicking us, uh, kicking us out. So um, what, what I decided to do was I'm going to talk a little bit about parental peace. I'm going to interject some of Candace's uh, thoughts, feelings, and some of the dialogue that we had. But we are also going to be going live on Instagram today at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. If you want to join in on the live, that is going to be, I'm recording, I'm pre-recording this, so that will be when it releases June 8th, um, 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern, we're going live on with Love Brene, and I'll also have that in the description. So let's get into it. Hopefully, we can record this full episode. Um, I, I got to be honest with you. If you are, uh, this is going to be primarily centered around motherhood. Um, but if you are a person who is judgy, and you had a perfect pregnancy and a perfect child and you are the perfect parent this episode is not for you so go ahead and click out and maybe listen to something from season one (laughs) or maybe just wait until next week when the next episode comes out but um because we're gonna get into it you know um being a parent is extremely rewarding but it is rough like I just want to be completely honest with you guys it is not um all rainbows and unicorns and I think it's important that we are honest with ourselves so um Candace and I both as we when we were growing up we never really were people who talked about having kids Candace was very adamant that she was like nah I'm definitely not having kids and I was more along the lines of like I knew I wanted to be married. I knew I wanted to travel. I knew I wanted to do public speaking and motivational and career and all of these different things and have a nonprofit. Those things I knew from a very young age. And even though I had kind of planned out my, my life and my wedding and all of these different things, I actually never envisioned having children. So um, I didn't really have a whole lot of expectations of what parenting or motherhood um, looked like. Uh, Candace had actually shared that one of the reasons that she was kind of anti was seeing what her her 
mom went through. Her parents divorced when she was in high school and her mom was super involved, I mean, still <laughs> super involved mom, like hustler, grinding, present, like all the things that you kind of are maybe expected to be as a mom. And Candace kind of saw that and was like, yo, that, that is a lot of self-sacrifice. So I, I, don't, I don't really know <laughs> if it's for me. Um, so <laughs> she kind of had shared that. And again, I hope that you will be able to check out the live. If not today, if you go back and, and watch the live, because we're going to be talking more in depth about a lot of these points. But um a lot of the feelings that she had about motherhood were based on having, um, like not having a good life partner, that, that some of the weight of motherhood maybe could have been circumvented by having a quality partner to co-parent with. And so as we kind of talked through um, our conversation of, you know, I'd asked her what were her expectations coming into parenting and she was like, you know, not, she didn't have a whole lot of expectations because it was uncharted territory and the expectation that she did have was that her marriage and her relationship and everything would shift a little but pretty much would be would maintain its kind of um, patterns you know they had a plan they had goals they had all of these things and so you know, she, that was kind of the expectation that the marriage and that their relationship would still be, would still operate and function the way that it had been for, you know, the, um, what were like four plus years that they had been together before having babies. So, um, <laughs> there's so many things that I want to cover, but I, I want to talk really quickly just about the reality of parenting and um, you know it is uncharted you know you can read all of the books old and new about the proper care and feeding of <laughs> a child and um, what to expect when you're expecting and all of these different things right you can read all the books but the truth is undoubtedly there will be something that you're not prepared for like that you didn't cover that you didn't think of that you didn't necessarily expect or it happened when you weren't expecting it to happen or you know you didn't find yourselves uh, you find yourself extremely prepared and ready for XYZ to happen um And I would say that um, before we get into just parenting, you know, I started off by saying if you had a perfect pregnancy, (laughs) uh, this episode is not for you. Um, I think that uh, everybody's experience is their own, but there is certainly... um, a societal expectation, um, maybe unspoken, definitely unspoken, that 
you know, motherhood is this beautiful, amazing gift. And absolutely, that is true. But that being said, because it is this beautiful and amazing um, gift, that you should always be happy with it. And I think that's an important thing to, to understand as a parent relinquishing the need to be just happy (laughs) all the time. Um, You know, I wasn't expecting to have have my daughter at 22. I I wasn't expecting to get pregnant. Um, She was definitely a surprise. And, excuse me, and... um, Then I, my daughter now is 16, but if you've listened to some of the earlier episodes, uh, I don't remember what, which season it is, but I've talked about, I experienced miscarriage in 2020, in 2019, in 2019, 2019, yeah, 2019, um, and some of the, the insensitive comments were, well, like, you know, well, at least, at least, you know, you can get pregnant. And, um, when I'm saying like these unspoken societal kind of expectations, like we become so maybe desensitized to the realities and the feelings that are attached to these realities that we say some of the most insensitive shit. (laughs) Um, and we think that we're being helpful, you know, um, and then when we think we're being helpful and we're saying insensitive things, if the person is not um, ready emotionally to kind of handle what the person is saying, like that person can feel very, very judged and um, their feelings can be seemingly belittled and what I mean by that is if you are a person who has had trouble um, getting pregnant and that is your response well at least you can get pregnant but this person is having extreme back pain and um, you know I'm hyperemesis gravidarum which is Not just normal pregnancy throwing up, but like it's hyper. (laughs) It's an over excessive amount and it's not necessarily just that you're throwing up, but all the ramifications um, that come along with excessive throwing up, like dehydration and um, bone pain and throat pain and all of of these different things. Um, And I remember being having that with Sanaya, this hyperemesis, and um, people kind of being like, I mean, is it that serious? Are you really that sick? And Candace and my mom and um, my ex-husband and my sister-in-law, my sister-in-law came one day because Candace, my mom, needed (laughs) a break. But it was so, I was literally, they had a chart every time that I was throwing up because I wasn't even eating and I was still throwing up. I couldn't have water. I would throw the water up. I ended up in the hospital um, 
but I was also 22 and I didn't know what hypermesis gravidarum was and I didn't I hadn't really experienced that and no one really in my family had experienced it to that extent and so people making these little insensitive comments made me feel like I was over exaggerating or like I need to just grit and bear it and, and bask in the glow of being able to get pregnant no when the reality is right what my experience was I was not happy was literally in the hospital <laughs> getting an IV and suppositories to help me not throw up every 30 minutes um, and it wasn't until literally last year um, or maybe even I think she just had her baby this year this is June so yeah maybe it was this year um, a young lady that I follow said like hey I have hypermesis gravidurum and like if you have not experienced this this is what it's like and I was like oh my goodness thank you so much for sharing because I feel seen but there's so much of parenting that is like that that there's this expectation that you need to be happy that you have this blessing and I would like to challenge us all to understand that there can be duality of feelings and thoughts and one does not negate the other. Yes, I am absolutely blessed to be a parent and I love my child and I would kill for my child and I would die for my child. My ride or die, right? Till the wheels fall off. But also, some some things suck. Like I was thinking about the other day. Um, I don't eat pork and so I don't usually um, let Sanaya have have pork and I want to say since I was maybe like seven or eight maybe somewhere in and around there maybe six seven eight something like that and um she wants she really wanted a slice of pepperoni pizza and so I was like okay fine and literally in the middle of the night so she's not a baby you know she's not an infant but she also still needs you know uh, <laughs> care she wakes up and we're staying at a friend's house and she gets out of bed and like projectile vomits like across the room. Nothing but fucking pepperoni pizza and Kool-Aid <laughs> or some kind of red drink that we apparently had. And it was like all in their carpet. Like I had to just hop out of the bed, run her to the bathroom. Like, and in the middle of the night, like let's say it's three o'clock in the morning in the middle of the night. And if you don't know me, please know that let, let, let me tell you, I love my sleep. I don't like my sleep interrupted for things that I don't that I haven't already planned <laughs> for my sleep to get interrupted for. So it's three o'clock in the morning. She's not feeling good. She's throwing up. We're not even at home, so I'm mortified that like there's a big ass stain of like red vomit in the carpet on the way to the bathroom. I have to wash all of the stuff. Like so parental peace <laughs> I think um circling back to Candace's point one is try not to have expectations because this is uncharted territory um and one of the really profound things that Candace said was also give yourself space to mourn the things that you've lost and the things that you've missed right your old body your old life because there is so much weight on us to just be happy existing because we have the opportunity to be a parent. Now, I'm not saying take that opportunity for granted and, and um, you know, don't, don't be grateful for the gift of parenting. Absolutely. But also don't feel as though 
you have to again constantly be in this state of rainbows and unicorns where you just feel like okay it's three o'clock in the morning and i'm so grateful that i have a child even though they throw up everywhere (laughs) vomit in their hair and all in the carpet and like that's that's what i mean by being honest with the reality and the experiences that we like that's that's the realness of it like and it's okay to not be happy and I feel like that's kind of step one to having peace as a parent is giving yourself permission forget everybody else giving yourself permission to be okay in those moments when you're not okay like there are and again I, I can only speak from a space of motherhood um there are a lot of expectations on moms. And I mean, Candace and I talked about, you know, so that was the beginning of me getting pregnant. But then, you know, the end, the very end, there was no book or pamphlet or handout that really, um, and I think, you know, Kaiser gave me like a one page printout of like, take stool softeners and you know no sex for however many weeks and you know all the the things that they tell you but I feel like there should legit be a class that mentally and emotionally prepares you for when you get home with this baby and I like strictly from a healing standpoint like I didn't want to go pee it hurt to pee like I was so ripped from the Ruta to the Tuta that they had to bring a specialist in to come and sew me up after I had Sanaya. And so, and I didn't get my epidural. Like, I wasn't really going to get the epidural because I was like, I'm a G. I'm going to just ride this thing out. Um, but they had to go in and manually break my water because our both myself and Sanaya, our heart rates were dropping. And it was like... After I physically felt them go up there and break my water, I was like, nope, shoot me up, doc. (laughs) Let's get the party going. Go ahead and give me a a shot. But up until that point, and I literally, Sanai was born like 45 minutes after that. So I literally felt all the contractions up until right before I started pushing. And um, yeah, it sucked. But there was not, no pain was as bad as coming home, walking around, going pee, don't even talk to me about going boo-boo. Um, so yeah, this is what I mean by, <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I think that the, all of that combined, what I'm trying to say is like, how do you find peace as a parent is like giving yourself grace times infinity that you didn't know these things and then being open and having like getting rid of ego getting rid of pride and having the conversations with within those people who are safe in your network and your tribe of people to say today was shit I gotta be honest with you (laughs) literally my kid shit all over the floor (laughs) today was not a good mommy day today was not a great daddy day because it's not always going to be that. And there's varying levels of that. It's not just, you know, only when they're infants. You know, there are going to be times when, 
it's a rough day. I mean, as a parent and watching this, um, and I'm going to try to talk about it without crying, but watching this this whole Texas um, school shooting unfolding, and those are hard, hard days as a parent, even though you weren't directly involved. But when you have to go and speak to your child about, okay, well, what do you do in this instance? And how do you, you know, and then how do you send your child to school the next day or, or at any point or, you know, and it's, <clears throat> um, it's just, how do you find peace as a parent? There are some areas where you're going to have to relinquish control to be able to find that peace. And um, you're going to have to free yourself of the judgment of others and not allow what other people say to weigh on you and what other people expect to weigh on you. Um, And like I said, going back to what I was talking about earlier, like so many people, well, at least you know you can get pregnant. Yeah, but that doesn't take away from the fact that I lost a baby. (laughs) I know you're trying to be helpful, but that's actually extremely insensitive. But you have to have this kind of mental fortitude that even when people are saying things, or you should try this thing, and and you should be doing this thing, and your child should be at this point, and you should be, you know, and I'm, you have to have balance. Because yes, there, there are some milestones that we can help our child along with, and that we can, you know, there are things that we can be doing to help the progression and all of these different things, right? Absolutely. But it is very, very fundamentally important to our own peace and sanity that we don't attach everything that we do as a parent or a person, period, to what other people are saying or deeming as the right thing or the right time or the right. And it, it takes a while to get there. And all, all of this really boils down to knowing yourself, loving yourself, giving yourself grace. Because parenting is a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> um, I think it's, um, it's also important to um, know when you need help. Excuse me. Uh, know who you can trust to ask for that help and sometimes help is just going to come in the form of saying am I crazy or is this <laughs> um, and I think you know then when you ask for that help or you ask for that, that ear or you read that book or you listen to that podcast you've built up yourself and your self-love and your self-worth and your self-voice that it doesn't it's not stifled by all of the different help and insights and and, um, you know information that it doesn't stifle your own I think that is one of the the best ways to find parental peace Um, and this goes without saying but praying for it because there are going to be those things where you're like, okay, I don't want my K 
kid to, you know, walk to Starbucks with her friends. <laughs> but if she was 18, or, you know, maybe she is 18, <laughs> maybe she's 17 and a half, or, you know, I mean, and that's just like a, a random silly example, but those are the kinds of things you're like, you have to, there's, at certain points, you have to relinquish an amount of control. And furthermore, you have to relinquish a certain amount of fear. And you have to just cover your kids in prayers and know that you are doing and have done the best that you can do. Um, And to that point, I will sidestep and say, really try to do your best. And for me, what that looks like is self-work. I'm not a huge just do it because I said so parent because that's not a teaching moment. It's not a learning moment. Um, there are some things that I'm like, yes, do that. Like, <laughs> but for the most part, I there's a level of do that because if you don't do that, then X, Y, and Z might happen. Um, and so I've, I've gone through with a pretty decent fine-tooth comb, my own childhood, my own levels of understanding, and tried to get some insight on who I am. So that I'm not just saying things because it, because it was said to me. I'm not just saying, oh, well, you can't do this because I wasn't able to. You know, I actually do the self-work so that when we have conversations and they're open and they're honest and they're transparent and they're vulnerable, I'm vulnerable with my child. I strengthen her that way. I give her, because I become vulnerable and transparent, I give her the power to do the same thing with me. You know, um, that gives me so much peace just to experience really like her evolution is a reflection of the freedom that I've been able to to give her and the power and the courage and I don't mean freedom like she's out here in these streets because she's not (laughs) but the freedom to be herself the freedom to express herself the freedom to to ask questions or to seek understanding and I, again, I just think it's through my own self-work that as I become more powerful, it's, it's symbiotic. I'm passing along that power to her. So when I say things like, I have to be at peace because I know that I've done the best that I can. I truly have done the best that I can. I'm not just, it's not just lip service. I'm actually doing the work and I feel like as, as we're, here goes the first benediction y'all, as we're wrapping up. I feel like a lot of us have come from parents who came from parents who came from parents who came from parents that did the best they had with what they could. And and we say that because we want to give them grace, but a lot of them didn't do self-work, let's be honest. A lot of them at 60, 70, and 80 right now are just learning what self-work looks like or maybe never learned that introspection was a thing, right? <laughs> that they needed to actually check themselves before they riggedy wreck themselves um 
and it's because they're parents. So we say that this phrase, like they did the best they had with what they could, what they knew, right? I would like to challenge all of the parents who are looking for peace in being a parent is to do that work, to, they did the best with what they know. Okay, well then challenge what you know and keep learning so you can know more and you can grow more and you can pass that down and along to your children. So when you say things like, I did the best that I could with what I had, you didn't just settle for what what you had, right? You created what you had. You constantly evolved what you had and what you knew so that you didn't use well, this is what I had, so that's all I did. No, I'm going to create more opportunities to learn and to grow and to heal and to evolve. And through that, I'm going to pass that to my child. That has given me, it's given me so much peace in my parenting to do the self-work so that I can pass that along to my child. And to see the manifestation of my, I'm about to get choked up, to see the manifestation of my self-work reflected in the growth of my child, baby. Those are the days where you sit back and you, you just, you thank God for not just grace, but um, and not just sustaining grace, right? But really a thirst to be and do better. And it may not sound like that's peaceful, I promise it is when you're trying not necessarily to to understand the future and and projecting into the future but being actively hungering and having a hunger and a thirst for understanding in the present so that you can pass that to your child to me that that is peace because it, you're You don't know what's going to happen in the future, but if you're prepared in the present and if you're trying in the present and you're present in the present, that inherently is going to give you peace because it is simultaneously preparing your child for the future and and you because you're giving them the best gifts that you can in the present. No more benedictions. Um, I'm super excited. We're going to talk a lot more in depth with Candace when we uh, do our live later today. Um, and so you can always go over to Instagram and check out with love Brene. That is with, and then love is L U V Brene B R E N E E, and it will be in the description box um, in the show notes. So. Again, thank you to Heavenly Health and Wellness for sponsoring this episode. Definitely check out some of their amazing products and specials. Um, We actually collaborated last October and did a collection of uh, bath salts with Love Brene bath salts and um, candles and they're bomb, bomb. Um, and if you like more information on how to get your hands on the Maison Antoinette with Love Brene collection, the um, um, that capsule collection, you can always reach me at Maison Antoinette at gmail.com. I hope you guys have a blessed, blessed week. If you are 
looking for peace. Be still. I love you guys and I will talk to you next time.